Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Phoenix, I just opened the bottle. You ready to get the show started? Okay, be right there. You ready? Okay. Where are the witches witches next next door? door? Hey, Phoenix, how's it going? I feel like going like, waka, 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 <laughs> something like that. I like the opening of our show. It's fun. It's cheesy. It's not just creepy music. You uh-huh. Know? Uh-huh. Do you like it? Sure, it's fine. I do like the idea of, the, of a, you know, a bottle popping. It scared me. and I it knew is. it was going to happen. <laughs> Anywho, hi. Hey, everybody. Welcome uh, back to uh, The Witches Next Door, yeah. our next installment. Our next installment. And you're here this evening with uh, Phoenix and... Uh, I'm Phoenix, yeah, hi. Oh, wait, yeah, with Phoenix and Guion, I'm yeah. Guion. Hello. Yeah, how's it going? All right, so um, we're going to be chatting about uh, candle magic tonight. What do you think about that? I think that's a lovely surprise. <laughs> so, for those of you that don't know, and that would be all of you, mm. uh, we planned to do the show this evening, and uh, we talked about several different topics, and uh, Phoenix was driving home from the shop that we own, Milk and Honey, plug plug and um i posted that we were going to be talking about candle magic and phoenix found that out about 15 minutes ago yeah so here we are it's a good thing i know a lot about it yeah it is i'm also just gonna give you a little personal note here you know which is next door it's very homey little show and you can hear uh phoenix giggling uh every now and again and tonight it's because she is distracted by our little dog pepito who's wandering backwards and forwards between all of the cords yes and a new little kitten. Spike. Spike, the kitten. Yes. Who's running up and down the hallway at about 100 miles an hour. He's quite precocious. So th- there's a very good chance that at some point during the show, one of us is going to scream as little Spike jumps up and surprises us and starts scratching. So, yeah. um, you know, you thought you were going to hear a show about candle magic, but it might just be a, uh, us talking about the cats. Cat. The cat. The new cat, the kitten. Yeah. But it's not. It's about candle magic. Yeah. And yes. here we go. Candle magic. Whoa. What are we talking about? How are we doing this? What yeah. do you want to say? Well, uh, let's start by discussing what candle magic is. Mm. And then mm-hmm. we can talk about maybe uh, how you do candle magic. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You do candle magic with candles. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> just a guess. I don't really know. Yeah. We'll have to wait till we get to that part. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good it's a good and high probability that candle magic does involve candles. Candles. Yeah. So, okay, go on. What is candle magic? Oh, you want me to answer that? Uh well I'll tell you what I think about candle magic. And then, you know, you can say what you think about candle magic. Okay. It's clever how it works that way. You <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that I like about candle magic and why it appeals to me is that it is um, it's easy to do. Mm-hmm. 
it can be done, <clears throat> depending on the kind of candle that you use, it can be done in a few minutes. It can be done over you know, several days or weeks or longer. Um, uh, for me, I think it's uh, visceral. It's obvious. So you can see the candle burning. And depending on what you've done with the candle, and we'll talk more about that later, but depending on what you've done with the candle, you can see it burning in the in the glass encased uh, container that it's in, or in the on the candlestick. You can see how the the wax has melted or not, and if it's formed shapes, things like that. So it's um, it's easy magic to do, it's fun magic to do, and uh, you can see the results of it or imagine the results of it pretty clearly. And I think that that for me is what I love about candle magic so much and i mean the simple answer what is candle magic it is taking a candle of you know various types and shapes and sizes and lighting it and um having that energy that um wick with the flame being the focal point of the magic that you're working and then you get to do all kinds of fun things with the candle you know, everything from you know, carving sigils or runes or spells or names into it, to dressing it in different oils, and rolling in herbs. You know, there's all kinds of fun things you can do with it. So it can be a little bit of kitchen magic, a little bit of um, surreptitious. No, not surreptitious. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, hidden magic. Mm -hmm. That doesn't sound like surreptitious at all. What, what am I trying to say? I don't know. Yeah, but it can be, um, you know, hidden Secret. magic. Yeah, secretive. You can do it right in... Uh, uh, Surreptitious, yeah, that's right. You can do it like in plain sight, and mm -hmm. people won't necessarily know it. Right. So that's what I like about candle magic. What about you? Uh, well, you said something at the very beginning about how it's easy, and I think that that's one of the things that's appealing about it is that um, you know some situations or workings or spells require something long and drawn out and very detailed. It requires some spells require a lot of time and thought and purpose and collecting the right things and using the right moon cycles and, you know, all the things. And, um, and sometimes a spell just needs a little bit of energy. A spark. Right. Literally. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, so uh, I do a lot of candle magic. That's one of the, uh, you know, I'm a witch for hire, as you well know. Uh, but I, uh, one of the things that I do is, is what I call, um, a candle ministry and I burn candles for other folks and, and what a candle can do, you know, it can lend energy to your spell. It can lend energy to your goal or it can serve well, and, or it can serve as a diagnostic, you know, it can give information on whether that one flame is going to be enough to sort of sustain, or maybe you need to do something more long and drawn out, or maybe the one candle, you know, like I've, I, <laughs> I'm going to take a little sidebar here. You can order candles online from a variety of sources. You can pay a variety of people a variety amount of dollars to do a spell for you, a candle belt spell for you. And w some of those candle spells are, are cursing work or negative work, you know, and I've seen um, there are death candles out there. And, and the reality is you're not going to kill someone by burning one candle. <laughs> yeah, it takes at least two, right? <laughs> right, yeah. It's, <laughs> Not unless you bash them over the head with it. it that you're more likely, right, right. you know? And so that's one of those things is is if it is a very intense working 
if it is something really heavy that needs a lot of energy behind it, no, one one four-inch chime candle is not going to get the job done, but it can get the energy moving. It can give that, that catalyst for you taking the step. It can start the thing or it can solve the thing. It's, you know, I've seen, I've seen candles do a lot of miraculous things just on their own, you know, but like I said, if you're looking at something heavy, intense and, and requiring a lot of force behind it, you may need more than, than the one candle. So, Interestingly enough, like I said, I like candle magic because it's it's simple, it's approachable, it's easy. I think most people can find a candle. They've either got old birthday candles sitting in their cupboard somewhere in their junk drawer, or you can go to a dollar store or you know wherever it is that you buy candles from. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's pretty easy to get a hold of a candle, right? Yeah. Um, but just because it is easy and simple magic doesn't mean necessarily that you don't have to do all of that work or could choose to do all of that work like making sure you lit it on the right day yeah. dressing it in different oils you know you yeah. can make it a quite a complex procedure the everything that leads up to the spell itself right. could be quite complex but the actual act of lighting a candle yeah uh, is easy well there's something i refer to as emergency services magic yeah so uh, i find personally that candles are perfect for emergency services magic. So, you know, if you want to buy a house, for example, you could totally light a candle, but your efforts, in my opinion, are going to be better served if you take your time, you know, if especially if it's a specific house, maybe you go and gather some of the dirt from that house, you, you do a little bit more, you collect the right herbs or stones or, you know, the planetary alignments and all that junk. You make sure everything's kind of on the same page for you. Because if it's not an emergency, you have the time. So take it. You Put as much in alignment with you as you want. Yeah. But, you know, Cousin Joey is in the hospital with needing emergency surgery. You don't have time to wait for the right moon cycle and the right color candle to find its way into your hands and the right herbs for healing. You All you have is the birthday candle from your junk drawer. So you do what you can with that. You know, So I find there's a lot of situations that call for emergency services magic. And my preference for that kind of working are candles because they're fast, they're easy. All, you don't need many supplies to make it work. You know, a, a candle and a push pin so you can carve into it or a glass and case candle and a Sharpie you can do a whole heck of a lot with just that, yeah. you know? <clears throat> it's funny you talk about emergency services magic. Um, so recently, uh, and I won't give away any names, but recently an uncle of mine who lives overseas um, had to go in for some emergency surgery. And uh, my, uh, well, I was going to say my nephew, but he's actually my cousin because, yeah, but there's a difference, enough difference in age that I, I frequently refer to him as my nephew and not my cousin. Uh, but anyway, uh, he and his partner reached out to me and they said, hey, our uncle's having some, some troubles, some health troubles and going in for surgery. What can we do? Yeah. And it was interesting because the absolute first thing that I said was um, we can light candles. Mm-hmm. And so for my uncle, who's in England, we had family here in the United States and family in New Zealand Mm -hmm. that were lighting candles. And there was a little bit more to it than just lighting a candle, but we were lighting candles 
and uh, there was some other work that we were doing and um, our relative in England n- knew that this was going on right and other members of our family knew that this was going on as well and you know did lighting that candle m- make my uncle's triple bypass go better did it make the surgeon's hand more steady did it you know make his uh, healing process better you know yes and no mm-hmm. so no the energy that we put Maybe. into that candle i don't think it made the surgeon any more skilled but i can tell you what part of what i think my uncle knew that family in England and New Zealand and the United States were all pulling for him to get well. Mm-hmm. And I think that has a psychological effect. I mean, if you don't believe in magic, if you don't think, you know, doing candle work has any impact whatsoever, certainly on a psychological level, our family member knew that people literally all over the world on three different continents were, um, had his best intentions and his best healing in mind. And it reminds me of my dad. Um, So I have a a stepdad who I refer to as my dad. He's the man that raised me. And then I have a father. Um, And uh, both of them are unfortunately dead now. Um, Both had great relationships with them throughout our lives. But when my dad was dying, uh, he had a stroke and a heart attack. And the doctor said something odd happened. They stabilized him. And then he just went. And I think about my dad's death. Uh, He'd recently split up with my mom. His mother had just died three or four months beforehand. His housing situation was uncertain. I had just gotten married at the time and uh, had, you know, started my life elsewhere. And I think you know, in whatever that weird realm is in the, you know, the in-between, the moment where you can choose perhaps to stay in this realm or move on to the next. I think my dad sort of looked around and went, yeah, you know, my work is kind of done here. There's nothing holding me here. I'm going to go. At least, I, you know, that's sort of romantically what I'd like to think when the doctor said, yeah, we're not really quite sure what happened. He just sort of went. So I think about had my dad's situation been different? Had he known that there were people here that, you know, were counting on him, that wanted him to stay here, that he knew were lighting a candle and saying, yeah, stay here. Maybe those lights would have Mm -hmm. attracted him or something in his brain would have said, no, I'll stay here instead of moving on. So, you know, I think about my uncle. He knew that that was happening. Mm -hmm. And I also think it gave, you know, myself and my, my relatives around the world, it gave us the ability to focus on one thing, you know, for, uh, for seven days, we thought about, uh, our uncle, uh, you know, beloved uncle. We thought about his health. We thought about, um, how we'd love for him to stay here. And, uh, so in that way, I think the candle magic worked because it united a family spread across, you know, tens of thousands of miles. Mm-hmm. So in that way, I think candle magic did make an impact on his recovery. Right. Well, there is lots of studies that have been done about prayer and how prayer can impact someone who's in surgery or in hospital or um, healing. And it's been proven multiple times that even when people don't know they're being prayed for, cover faster than people who are not. This has been done multiple times, but and a candle, a, even a spell, but specifically a, a candle, is nothing but a focused prayer. 
Now, you use that word prayer, and a lot of people, I think, probably bristle at that because it, the word prayer is often associated with, um, you know, a variety of the, the Abrahamic faiths, mm-hmm. right? Um, and certainly there are witches that are uh, Christians or, or have that in their, in their background, but it's not a common word that we use in, in witchcraft. So say yeah, a little I bit more should, about that. It should be. So here's the deal. I have no Christian background. I wasn't raised religious. Um, so I don't carry Christian baggage. So I get for folks who may have some some baggage that 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 word can be jarring or bothersome. But prayer isn't like Christianity has no ownership of that word. It's a beautiful word, and the practice of it is beautiful. Uh, and so it's not about. I always think about um, uh, Forrest Gump when Jenny is a little girl. Please, God, make me a bird so I can fly far, far away from here. And she prays that over and over again, and she drags Forrest out to the cornfields, and they, they pray that together. That's not what prayer is, right? Like, that's, that's the wrong idea. Just saying, please, God, do this thing for me, that's not the right idea. But it's a focused intention. It's, that's all pray- prayer is just like a soft spell. It's a focused intention. And if you combine that, which in Christian, in many because I don't know all the stuff about Christianity, you know, but in many Christian systems, you don't just pray to ask for things. That's considered bad manners, right? You also say thank you. So it's this idea of gratitude and reciprocity and saying, I'm super grateful for these things that I have in my life. And this is what I could use some help with. And whether you're asking God in the Yahweh version or the universe or your own divine self, or a specific deity that you work with or your ancestors or whatever, uh, you're putting that, that prayer and that energy towards the thing, you know? Yeah. So uh, let's talk a little bit about candles and prayer or focused intention mm-hmm. or uh, asking the universe for something or making a, a petition, right? Which is another way of saying it. Yeah. So let's talk about candle magic specifically. Yeah. So I'll name a, a um, uh, I don't know, a situation. Okay. Somebody, I was online recently and somebody was asking. Or are we going to play like. Stump the witch. Stump the witch, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the situation. What candle what would, would you, you burn? Do? Right. <laughs> so uh, somebody online recently asked um, that they, they wanted to get a job or, or a different job. Uh, I don't know the exact parameters, but they were looking for a different job, and they were looking for a spell to do. And interestingly enough, what they said was, you know, they were looking for a way to sort of, you know, figure out which way was the way to go um, what road they should go down and so immediately i thought of a road opening spell Mm. right and i thought that's a pretty easy spell to do with a candle Mm -hmm. as well so imagine if you had um a seven inch glass encased votive candle you mean a seven day glass what did i say seven inch well they're about seven inches as well aren't they (laughs) i think they're bigger than that but go on yeah a seven day or inch a candle yes. and a glass encased, how would you go about doing, say, road opening magic with the idea that somebody perhaps wanted to get a, a different job? Just use that as kind of a... Well, first, I might contradict you a little bit. Oh, excellent. I like it. I don't know that I would necessarily encourage road opening work 
for new job work. Mm-hmm. I look at new job work just like new lover work. So not necessarily using the same herbs or colors or, or that kind of thing, but the concept is the same. You're trying to draw the new thing to you. Mm-hmm. So just like what I'm about to say, you could paste on top of new job work or new lover work. Okay. So I'm just going to say generic things. You want to be specific with who and what you want to call into your life, but not so specific. You don't make room for mystery. So you need to have like date ranges of age or um, income level or what have you, right? You want to have, what would the environment be like in a new job situation? Um, how far is it? Is it a work from home? Do you have to commute? Like all of the things you want to be real specific. Also leaving room for mystery. This is like the beginning of spell work, but that makes it tricksy is leaving mystery and being specific. So maybe I want a job in this kind of field. I'd love it to be within 25 miles of my home. Right. I'd love to earn X amount of dollars. Between this amount and this amount. Like my low end and my, my dream end. I'd love it to be in an office or I'd love to work from home three days right. a week, whatever. Right. Those and if it's are. in an office, I want my own office or I want to be in a community workspace with like-minded individuals. Like you really need to be clear because, you know, if you, if you just say I need a new job, well, there's all kinds of jobs out there. Right. You know, if you need it, you got to be more specific than that, or you're going to uh, end up having a job you don't actually want right. and finding yourself in a situation where you're still feeling unhappy, unmotivated, n- not the right place. So right. it's it's luring magic. It's, it's a seduction magic okay. to call in the right situation. Road opening work is more, in my opinion, is more like, I want to be promoted, but there's all this stuff in my way, you know, and maybe it's your own stuff or maybe it's bureaucracy stuff or whatever, but you need to clear that stuff out of your way. Yeah. I'll tell you why I suggested road opening work for this person is because they were really conflicted about um, which direction they should move. They weren't really sure. They were kind of getting in their own way. So I thought, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, the first thing is let's clear out some stuff Mm -hmm. so that you can be clear and focused. Let's clear away the things that don't serve. Right. Um, and then additional work that went along with that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's a wrong thing. It's oh, well, just, that's good. Yeah. It's just not <laughs> the first thing that I would. Right. Suggest. All right. So let's suggest that, or let's, let's sort of play this out. Mm-hmm. So somebody has written down or imagined or. Yeah. Write it down. Write it down. They've, they've done all <laughs> the things. So they've got their specifics. Yes. Then what? What do yeah. they do with the actual candle itself? What would yeah. you suggest next? Well, so. It also depends on the kind of candle. Well, again, we're going to use a, we're going to use a, a glass and case. Glass and case okay. for now. Okay. So you're going to pick, I would suggest, picking a yellow candle. You know, it's our show. You don't have to. I know. I just always feel like, okay, because I, I'm just going to tell you all why I do that. I have so much background in the reclaiming tradition of witchcraft, right? So, and in the reclaiming tradition of witchcraft, you are your own spiritual authority rooted in community. So it's really important that if it fits for you, it fits for you and it doesn't have to fit for me. So every time I teach or talk about stuff, I always feel like I have to preface it with, in my opinion, or this is my experience or whatever, because your experience may vary and that is still valid. That's true. But let's pretend I'm the person that's hiring you as a witch. Sure. Okay. So I would suggest getting a yellow. Why yellow? I'll get there. Yellow or green. 
depending on on the financial situation, or a golden or even a yellow-orange-gold mixture because sometimes you can find candles that are like two level or three level right and i also like to give people options right because there's not one right way to do it and if you go to the candle shop and i tell you 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 need a yellow candle and they're out of stock then you freak out and think oh no my spell is ruined no just get an orange candle it's fucking fine you know so um yellow gold are because those are success colors those are the colors you would use to do success spell work. And, and orange folds into that. It's not ideal, but it'll work because it's kind of goldenish, sure. right? Green is the same. It's, a, it's a more of a financial color. But when you're looking for steady work, which is often a formula in some lineages of spellcraft, steady work, um, often green is connected to steady work because it is about money, gotcha. right? Work in our, in our world, work equals money, right? Um, so I would get one of those glass and case candles and then uh, you got to write everything down. If you're just dreaming it and thinking about it, it's not real enough. Yeah. You need to write it down. Uh, and right. When you say write it down, what do you mean? Write that list, the goals, the dreams, the, the, the income level, the perfect situation, who your boss is, like all of it, write it all down. Um, you know, and you don't want seven pages of paper. Try to keep it as, as, potent yet pithy as possible yeah. you know um and then you'll put stuff on the glass like what? you know write your stuff. write your name write your birthday write the perfect job is being offered to me like literally write the write word. it yeah use a sharpie right you can also buy fun um uh glass pens at uh, like a Michael's or craft store. Yeah, that's the word. Mm. I was like, what is Michael's? What kind of store is that? Yeah, craft <laughs> store. Uh, but Sharpies work just fine. But it, uh, so I have a lot of Venus in my chart. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of Venus in my chart. So I like things to be aesthetically pleasing. So for me, it's very important that my spell work, even if I'm doing it for a client, it's really important that I like the way it looks. So I may draw little doodles. I may draw dollar signs. I may, um, if the company has a logo, I may print it out and decoupage it to the glass. If there's a specific person that I'm going to have to interview with, I may go on their company website and see if I can find their picture and put that on the glass. Uh, Whatever else, like, you know, if there's a, if you have a copy of, um, or a picture of the building that the job is located in, anything that you can add to the glass of that candle that helps to focus your goal and intention. Got it. Right. And then it is. Um, a, and if you don't know the company name, like again, yeah. if, if you wanted to be a, a work in a particular field, right. you could take pictures of people doing that work. Absolutely. Right. Or just write it. You know, if you, if you're like decoupage, forget that, then just use a Sharpie and write it on, right. you know, on the candle, on the glass, on the glass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, you can just write a paragraph on the glass. You don't have to make it all frilly and pretty. I just find from a spell work perspective, what's important is that your child self, sometimes referred to as your fetch, right, is engaged in the process. And if you're just making a laundry list of things, it's hard for your child self to be engaged because that's boring. It's adulting. Yeah. So you need to do something that engages your child self. So that might be decoupaging, coloring something in, drawing swirlies and dollar signs and symbols that mean something to you. You know, if you know what your astrological symbol is, maybe you draw that on there. 
you know, make it a creative process. Spell work is not necessarily, well, it shouldn't be boring. It should, you should get your hands dirty. It should engage that child self. Okay. So you've got this yellow, gold, uh, green, orange candle. You've written on or, or, um, glued on or however it is that you're doing it words phrases pictures dollar signs whatever it is you've got all of that right on the on the candle itself and uh, what can you do to the actual candle yeah uh, not to the glass what i know you love to do uh, you like to dress candles right dress so and what's bless. dressing dress yeah. and bless uh so there is a way of of infusing the wax of a candle with more things that are in energetic alignment with what you want to achieve, like right? What? So to go on with this new job situation, sure. right? Um, so you want to poke holes in the top of the candle because... In the wax. Yeah, because you want the things that you're going to add to be able to go into the wax. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, it doesn't... They don't all have to go all the way down to the bottom. Some candles don't poke well (laughs) some kind of wax like palm wax and things like that it's really hard to poke holes in those kind of things so that's okay you just put the stuff on the top of the wax the only reason you poke holes is because it helps it sink in as as soon as you light the candle and it starts melting it's going to infuse into the wax this just helps the process you keep saying it what's it what's the stuff we're going to add gotcha yeah so you poke holes and i use a screwdriver you, you can use some fancy magical tool. You know what would be cool? I'm thinking like, as a, you know, this is the kitchen witch speaking. Yeah. You could use a kebab skewer, right? Because yeah. if you wanted it Absolutely. to go a little bit deeper, you know, those are yeah. usually a nice pick. A kebab skewer, 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 whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I, I've used scissors when I have um, certain kinds of wax are really malleable and, and usually that's. Um, either like beeswax that's really natural we water and not really wax those poke really easy um but sometimes i'll use scissors but usually i use a screwdriver and then you add the stuff so you add oils that are in alignment with your goal you add herbs that are in alignment with your goal so you might add some mint or some five finger grass or alfalfa these are things that are good for money or achieving goals or you know success Likewise with the oils, you yeah. might choose. So you could use a, a peppermint oil, uh-huh. mint oil, yeah, um, or a specific formula, a uh, magical that, formula, magical formula yeah. that's success based, right? Uh, what if you don't have any of the, you know, like condition oils, which right. they're often called? Could I just grab olive oil out of my cabinet? Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. then put a little mint in it. Like yeah, if a, you got a mint tea bag in your cupboard. Add a little mint, pour a little olive oil or canola oil or corn oil, whatever you got. Pour it out into a little dish. Add a pinch of salt. Add a a packet of of mint tea. Cut it open and pour the tea right into the oil. And then pray over it. Tell it like, hey, I need you to help me get a job. This, you are a job attracting oil. Uh, So mote it be. So you talk to the, I to talk the herbs. To and I know you do. <laughs> but like in this case, yeah, you Yeah, you got to yeah. tell things why you're asking for their assistance so they yeah. can help you. Yeah. But then you pour that into the holes, right? And you got to be careful. Like, you know, especially Americans, we think more is better. No, 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 no. If you do too much, you'll drown the candle and then your work won't work. Oh, yeah. So a little goes a long way. And you just add that to the top. So I know that you often poke seven holes yes. around the candle. That's from your hoodoo training, Yes, right? that is traditional in hoodoo. 
you poke seven holes going clockwise for something you're calling in and counterclockwise for something you're sending away. Nice. So it could be if the if you were looking at three particular jobs, maybe you poke three holes. Mm-hmm. Or if you wanted to earn $70,000, you could put seven Holes mm-hmm. like right, you can yeah, make. Yeah, I wouldn't do seventy thousand holes. That would be a that lot. Would be a bit much, but you could, you know, seven yeah. holes. Could, yeah. One for every ten thousand dollars or something. Absolutely. You know? But you can. It doesn't have to be a specific number. It could be a specific number for you. Yeah, and it should be a number that has importance to you. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, if you if you have a specific lucky number, or if there's a, uh, you know, if you add up the address of the building oh, you want to work to a single digit. So if if it was uh, one, two, three, four Main Street, you would add four and three is seven, two is nine, one is ten. So you could do either ten holes or one hole. Right. 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 Yeah, nice. I like that. Okay. So you've got this uh, seven-day candle, Mm -hmm. and we're going to come back to the day bit in a minute. So you've got this glass-encased seven-day candle. You've written over it, colored it, put images on it written words all over it. You've added some magical herbs and oils that reflect uh, the work that you're doing. In this case, uh, drawing success or drawing the job or drawing the money yeah. towards you. Uh, and then there's going to come a bit where you light it. Yeah. Right. So what do you do in between? I know you do a specific thing where you bang the candle on a countertop. Knock it. Same to you. <laughs> uh, so what do you do? How does that work for you? You knock it. What does that mean? <laughs> uh, so, you know, the last step of any candle working and the way I do it, whether it's a glass and case candle or something else, is to pray. Um, so to hold the intention, say your goal, say what it is that you want. And then um, I knock it on the table or wherever the surface is three times. And that's sort of like the period on the end of the sentence or the exclamation mark on the end of the sentence it's like um this is my goal this job is mine i have achieved this level of success so mode it be knock 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 it is done right and that is the last step before lighting the candle or um, that's the last step before transporting the candle to the place where i'm going to light it you know because sometimes i might get a candle at a shop where they have a dressing and blessing station. Lots of magical shops do. Our shop, Milk and Honey, does, where you can um, dress and bless your candle and then bring it home and do the work. So I wouldn't knock it again once I'm home. It's already ready to go. You can actually, from a lot of magical shops, order candles that are already dressed and blessed Mm. so that once it arrives, you just light it. It's ready to go. And I think a lot of folks who are um, also nervous about their own skill level or don't trust their own skill level, uh, that that's a good way to do workings too. Yeah. Okay. So um, you've got this candle and it comes time to lighting it. Mm -hmm. Match, incense stick, Mm. lighter. What do you like? That's very interesting. So there's a lot of different beliefs and superstitions around all of that. Yeah, go on. Yeah. So when I was a baby witch, I um, thought you had to light things with matches. Like that was the rule. I don't know where I got that from, probably some book. Then at somewhere along the path, I read or learned or was shown, I don't remember now, that you're never supposed to use a match because sulfur from the match head can interfere with the work that you want to do. Oh. Right? So there's two opposing feelings. 
Um, I, I don't, I just use a lighter now, or I might use another candle or like with a seven day candle when it gets really low, so you sometimes can't use a lighter. So I'll light an incense stick and then use the incense stick to light the candle. Yeah. I'm not sp- really superstitious about it anymore. Um, but if you, if somebody listening has a preference, yeah, do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that's true with any kind of magic. If you have a specific preference or if you were taught a specific way, then you do it that way. Yeah. But sometimes I use matches because it feels, I don't know, it feels oldie worldy or something, yeah. you know, like a lighter feels modern sometimes. And yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many cool like matchbooks now. Like you can get all these designer matchbooks and ones with pretty pictures. Like I have a set with mushrooms all over it. And right. I like to use that for specific things. I also, I don't know why I'm going off in this tangent. I also did a, a ritual with one of my circles where we were working on fertility magic and um, fertility is not the right word. Prosperity. We were doing prosperity magic. That's a very different spell. Well, I mean, they're connected. <laughs> but we drew uh, magical symbols on matchboxes, just a regular plain old matchbox. We, but we drew magical symbols on it. So, when, like, I have one for prosperity, and when I'm doing prosperity work, I'll use those matches because oh, they're nice. sitting in a box charging with a rune on it. That's I'm being attacked by the kitten right now, just so you know. He's decided that uh, I'm an interesting thing to play with. <laughs> so, so yeah. So lighting the candle. So here's the thing: a seven-day candle, in theory, would last seven days. The idea is, if you lit it now, it would burn continuously for seven days. But it probably won't last right. seven days. But that aside, what are your thoughts about? So if it's uh, you know six o'clock at night or midnight when you start the spell, mm-hmm. and you light the candle, at some point you've got to go to bed. Right. So do you leave the candle lit? If you don't leave it lit, how do you blow it out, snuff mm-hmm. it out? Like what are some of the guidelines around that? You're asking me very intense questions right now. I know. And I realize that I'm just answering them and I'm yeah. not asking you your opinion. Yeah, I know. Okay. I'm going to keep going then. Keep going. All right. Um, okay. So as I mentioned before, I do a candle ministry. So I often have many candles burning. And once upon a time... I would have said, oh, you do what you need to do to keep that candle burning. You put it in a pot with water in it and put it in your bathroom. In the, at the oh, bottom. so that it doesn't go out. Right, so it, that it's safe, you know, so it's not going to get knocked over or, you know, a kid or a cat isn't going to knock it over or touch it or whatever. Uh, but you keep that candle burning. And I don't believe that anymore. Um, and I will tell you, I'll tell you why. Uh, and But before I tell you why, I will tell you it has not changed the efficacy of my spell work. Um, the the spells that I did before where I didn't turn, turn my candles out have were not more effective than they are now. That right. I am having a, the same success that I had before. Uh, but we live in a place where uh, wildfire is a huge, serious problem. The town next door to us was basically... A whole quarter of the town was decimated by fire. Um, and we know two different people who lost their homes and one person that lost their lives due to candle fires in their house. Yeah, and one of those persons was a a ritual magician yeah. that owned a, owned a magic shop. magic shop and lit candles professionally for a living yeah. and burned the house down and unfortunately and died. died in that yeah. fire. Yeah. So that's why I don't 
keep candles lit all the time anymore. When I go to bed, they go to bed. Mm. When I'm not home, they're uh, they're in bed. Um, and again, you asked about like putting them out. This is another place where your personal preference may vary. I do. I never blow my candles out. Yeah, and let, I never blow my candles out unless I'm completely done with a working and I need it to stop. Mm. Right. I always snuff my candles. So, what does that mean? Um, you know, you can get one of those little snuffers. that looks like a bell and you just plop it right over the wick and it, it takes all the oxygen out of the wick. Or you can put up like with a glass and case candle, you can put a plate or a, or a candle holder or something on top of the plate or the, the glass. Of oxygen. Right. And it'll snuff itself out. Um, if you're brave, you can snuff it with your fingers. Pinch That's what it, I always do. I, I lick my two fingers, yeah. you know, like my thumb and my forefinger. I, I lick them and then I... Pss, yeah, just, you, know. you know, you can burn yourself doing that, though, mm, so be okay. careful. Yeah. So like I said, I never blow my candles out. But I have talked to other practitioners who are like, That's ridiculous. Just blow your candles out. Um, and their thought process, which I actually like, is when you blow your, the candle out, you're actually sending that energy off. You're like, okay. Like you're using your breath let, as a magical like, tool. Yeah. Like let go and do the work, go and in, into the world, go and, 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 you know, take off. Uh, and I like that, but I can't get past the fact that you don't blow candles out. And I don't even know where I learned that. I just know that you don't. So do you want to know something interesting from my yeah. teaching? So um, in uh, Tibetan Buddhism, or at least in the Galupa school of Buddhism that I studied uh, with my particular Rinpoche, uh-huh. Uh, candles were a, a big part. We would light candles um, that were ghee candles or yak butter candles, right? And there was always candles with the offerings. Yep. And we were to never blow them out. Mm-hmm. Um, we were always um, pinch them with our fingers. That's yeah. the way that we were taught to do it. And the reason that you never blow a candle out in Tibetan Buddhism is that we have only so many breaths allotted in our lifetime, mm-hmm. and we should not waste our breaths blowing out candles. So I guess they don't blow out birthday candles. Mm-mm. No. Um, our Rinpoche would uh, clap his hands yeah. over his candles. I've seen people do that, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's, that's another way to do it, clap your hands over Yeah, your hands. so that's why I... I I love the idea magically of not wasting my breath. Yeah. You know, that's an expression. Oh, I wouldn't waste my breath on that person. Right. I actually think that's quite lovely. And it's the same thing. And I can see the the opposite. If this was a piece of spell work that I was really committed to and passionate to, what better gift than to give that candle my, literally my life force. Yeah. Right. By, yeah, by yeah, breathing absolutely. on it. So, you know, again, it's uh my personal preference is that I'll, I'll snuff it with my fingers. Yeah. I like the, well, I, most of the candles that I burn are, are glass in case, but yeah. I usually use a plate or another glass in case candle. <laughs> so, so going back to this candle, right? Yeah. So uh, I've got this candle. It's all dressed up. Um, I've written all over it. I'm ready to light it. Yeah. Um, do I light it every day? Do I light it every Friday? Like, what do you, what do you think? Yeah. That again, depends on the situation, you yeah. know? I liked it with with the, the candle ministry. That's something that happens daily. So those candles are lit on the daily. Um, and then you just let them burn for it, as long yeah. as you can sort of tend to them. Right, exactly, exactly. And that, you know, sometimes can give more information. Sometimes yeah. doesn't. But uh, you could also just decide, you know, you're going to do, you're doing a long-term love spell. You're looking for the right relationship and you're only going to work it on Fridays because Fridays is Freya's day. It's the day for love. Blah, blah. Yeah. So you only burn it on Fridays. Or maybe you decide, uh, you know, because it's 
the other part of this is with the candle ministry, you don't sit there and hold sacred space the whole time. You know, like I, I take my time with the candles. I give them my energy and my moment, but I'm not sitting with them. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm moving on with my day and letting them do their thing. If you're doing more intense spell work, then you should be sitting with the candle. You should be holding focus. You should be in meditation or a prayer or focus Even or whatever. Even if that's just five minutes a day, right? Oh, yeah. Light the candle, pour everything you've got into a meditation, sing a song. Mm-hmm. Visualize the thing happening. Sing Dolly Parton's nine to five if you want to get right. a job. Maybe not that song. but oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, visualize yourself walking in the first day, filling out your new hire paperwork. Yeah. You know, the, do visualizations that it's already happening. Yeah. Yeah, and you should be doing that every day if it's if it's something that you really want to achieve. You yeah. want to have an emotional and energetic connection to the work. Got it. And also remember to um, you know fill out the application and mail it in. Yeah. Go online and complete the app. Or yeah, yeah. Check I mean, in with you know, HR. that's what I tell people all the time is if you you do all this spell work to get a job, but all you do is sit on the couch and watch Netflix, you're probably not going to get a job. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so you burn this candle. Um, You've said a few times you can get more information mm-hmm. from the candle. What do you mean by that? Yeah, you can read it. Yeah. You can do divination with a candle when it's done burning. So, you know, we've only talked about glass and case candles, and there's lots of other types of candles. And I think we'll probably have time to to dip our toes into some of those other types of candles. But uh, with a glass and case candle, for example, uh, you look at the glass. Did any of the herbs stick to the glass? Did they leave a pattern? Like tea leaves. It's exactly like tea leaves. Uh, there, there will be stuff left in the bottom. How does it look in the bottom? Is it, is it just stuff or is there a, a rhyme, reason, shape, lettering, numbering, something? All right. So let me ask you, because I've seen this happen with different candles. Mm-hmm. And I know you, you know this stuff. So what if I light the candle and it keeps going out? What does that mean? I'm going to give you rapid fire questions. Okay. I light the candle. It keeps going out. It likely means interference or delays in what you want. So I am not a believer in you're fucked and, you know, move on or do something else. I am a believer in manipulating that candle to make it work. So it may need a better wick. So what you can do is buy wicking and poke a little hole and add a second wick to it. And yeah. usually that will make it go. Gotcha. Um, don't, don't just toss a spell because it didn't work. Fix it. Oh, I like it. All right. Fix it. Next rapid fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, only like one side of the candle burns, you know, like it, it burns lopsided. Yeah. Okay. So now I need to say a, like a, a word to the wise. Some candles burn poorly because they're a crap candle. Yeah. Right. So if you have a candle burn poorly, or like you said, half of the wax is there, that's usually because it's a shitty candle. It's not because your spell isn't going to work. But so, I re- so you're sometimes saying a crappy candle is just a crappy candle. Yeah. Don't get so don't get freaked out because then you'll 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 ruin it yourself, right. right? So just do a second candle and see. Like, are you getting a similar result? Don't get don't use the exact same candle from the exact same place. Because it. if it's a shitty batch. If you go back to the same store and you buy the same color candle, it's, it could be from the same batch. And often I see this not only because I've burned so many damn candles in my life, but because I own a shop. Sometimes you get a bad batch and it's a bummer. Yeah. But if, a, if half the wax burns and half of it's left, then you have some serious obstacles. There's, there's serious obstruction. It could be you. 
It could be an outside force. It could be that you don't have all your stuff together and you need to reassess. But that's usually when I would suggest doing road opening work or blockbuster work or something to clear the way because you've got major blocks. Okay. So the candle burns fine enough, but the glass is thick, black, like smoky. Like you even think there's a black candle in there because the glass is so encrusted. What do you mean? That's not good. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, if you get a real sooty candle, that's a what, a what candle? sooty. Oh, I thought you said shitty candle. No, sooty. Yeah. So the glass is filled with black soot. That's not a good sign. That's often um, like a thumbs down. Like this isn't the this isn't going to work. This isn't going to manifest. Uh, or you may need to do someone crossing or um, clearing. Maybe there's stuff stuck. Maybe you are suffering from so much self-doubt that you're sabotaging your own work, mm. which is usually more of the case than someone cursing you. Just know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, soot is no good. Okay. Um, so what if you light the candle? Mm. You know, you've done all the things. You light the candle, and it's really smoky. There's different beliefs about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like a big flame or a real smoky flame. Some people think that that's good and some people think that that's bad. So talk to both sides. Yeah. Um, It shows that there's a lot of energy, right? So a big flame or a big soot shows that there's a lot of energy. So that could be outside influence, like something is getting in your way or vice versa. Conversely, exactly the opposite. Something is working in your favor. Um. Often, if it burns really smoky or really high, it burns faster. I always take that as a good omen, Hmm. um, personally. But for everything I say, you're going to find another practitioner out there who believes the opposite. But I do want to name real quick. There is a book coming out in the next month or two. It's um, Candle Magic by Madame Pamita. And it's great. I got to preview it. Um, And maybe we'll have her on the show. But she talks about all the things like all the different kinds of candles, different candle spells and how to read candles, which is what I'm talking about. Yeah. All the, your, all your rapid fire questions are like, how do you read a candle? Yeah. So yeah, I highly recommend that book. If you are, if you want to learn more about candle magic and all of its funness. All right. So one of my favorite, um, it wasn't so much of a spell. It was actually a ritual mm. that sort of evolved in the moment. It was very fabulous. So I was with a group of witches in uh, Texas, of all places, and we were on this beautiful piece of property. And specifically that day, we were working with the element of fire. Mm -hmm. And each person, and there were about a dozen of us or so, each person had one of those little four-inch chime candles. Mm -hmm. And they were were all red because we were working with fire. And we all had a little something to put it on. I can't remember what it was now, but um, the idea was that we, we burnt the candle. Oh, it was a stone. We burnt the candle a little bit so it got drippy. Yeah. And then we put the drips of wax on the stone and then put the candle yeah. on the stone so it sort of cemented it in place. Make your, right? little own, your own little candle holder. Yeah. And so we started uh, burning these candles. And while the candle was burning, you know, everyone lit one. We put them in the middle of this fire pit we were working with. And we were singing songs about fire and we were talking about, um, we were charging them with energy. Like we were really being intentional about um, working with, with passion and fire, and, you know, like all that heat. Mm-hmm. Right. And 
a group of people really took on the singing and the chanting and the re repetition of these these fiery words that we were working with. And then there were like three or four of us that were like down in the fire pit, as you were. Mm -hmm. And we were um, tilting the candles because sometimes they would start to lean to one mm -hmm. side or the stone would start to move. And it, you know, four inch chime candles only burn for what, 10, 15 minutes, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So we were purposely like moving the candles to keep them lit. If one candle looked like it would blow mm -hmm. out, we would take another candle and put it next to it. Nice. And, and we had this, I think it was like this scene out of a, you know, like a, a cliche witch's book or movie or something. <laughs> there were witches dancing and chanting and uh, carrying on. And then there were, it was great. And then four <laughs> or five of us were down on the ground, like um, tending to these flames. And it became this um, mission mm -hmm. to make sure that every single candle burned down to yeah. absolutely yeah. nothing. Yeah. And it was amazing. And we all sort of bonded around these candles you know, these four inch chime candles that cost, you know, 50 cents or something. Like right. That. But it was absolutely magical because behind us, so these little tiny lights were being lit and being tended to by these witches. And then there were witches that were running around relighting things or making sure things stayed lit. And then there were witches behind them that were singing and chanting and, and doing all of this, you know, gyrating and petitioning the gods. It was absolutely brilliant. So outside of like um, spell candles, mm -hmm. glass and case candles, what other candle magic do you do and why? Because I, I absolutely fucking love candle magic. Mm, that's a really big question. Blah. <laughs> I'm not and even there sure. Was a brilliant answer. Oh, I'm not even sure where to start with that one, to be honest. Um, I'm going to come back to that question in just a second because you just said something that kind of sparked my brain and I was thinking about fire, right? And how there are a lot of witches that are just witches in, in spell working, right? They just work spells. They're not religious, right? Right. And I think sometimes there is a, there may be a disconnect to the element and the fact that they are working with an element. I don't think that's always true, but sure. I think it's important when doing candle magic to remember you are working with a powerful force that is fire. fire yeah. Right. So yeah, that, you know, what you're, what you were just talking about reminded me of that and having like the village tending that energy um, because it does the energy, the force of fire, the element on a larger scale does require that amount of respect and care, you know? Um yeah, as far as other candles, there's so many. I mean, I love chime candles because they're quick. Um, I do a lot of of spell work where I incorporate chime candles. So, like you said, burning them, you know, you, you light the candle and you make your own little wax candle holder. I burn chime candles on honey jars, on top of good luck charms. I, I burn chime candles on top of lots of things. You give them for gifts as well, don't you? Chime candles? Yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah. Um, I like figural candles. What's a figural candle? It's it's shaped like a figure. <laughs> figural candles can come in any mind-boggling amount of figure that you can think of. There's human figures and cat figures and genitalia and Egyptian heads and skulls and like you name it. There's probably a figural candle for it. Yeah. And they can be used for oh again, let your imagination go. Um but I do like figural candles too. 
Mm-hmm. I have a candle that is frequently on my altar, not always, but frequently on my altar. That's probably, I don't know, maybe a two inch like votive candle. Mm-hmm. And, and somebody decorated it. I don't know if it was bought or if somebody handed it, but scribed into it um, is a, a quote by Shakespeare that uh, the essence of the quote says that even one little light can, mm-hmm. can light in the darkness, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've always loved that candle. I've probably had that candle. 20 odd years mm-hmm. uh, and I've sometimes I've replaced the the wax in it but moreover I think I've probably like the bottom maybe quarter of an inch is probably the original wax and then I just keep putting new candles on top of it right you know but I love that candle and I have to say that sometimes when I'm uh, you know I get I get the blues I get depressed mm-hmm. from time to time and I have to be really careful with that and sometimes like just seeing that candle yeah and lighting that candle and just knowing that that one little wick that mm-hmm. one little flame you know if I'm in a dark room the metaphor there being you know a dark place inside mm-hmm. just lighting that one candle is enough to, to light a whole room yeah one light can illuminate any darkness yeah and mm-hmm. I really think about that right yeah. and then one of my favorite things that we've done is uh, what I like to call chain candles. Yeah. So uh, a, a good friend of ours um, and a, a priestess of Avalon, mm-hmm. um, uh, Gina Tolendru, um, gave you a candle that was lit at a specific site. Can you say a little bit more about that? There is um, the, at Tara in Ireland, there is an eternal flame burning there for Bridget. So you can go and light your own candle off of that flame and then take the candle with you. You don't let the candle burn. You know, you light it and then immediately extinguish it. But now it carries the energy of that eternal flame. And so you can use that candle in magical workings for Bridget or with Bridget or with that energies that you may want to incorporate with that goddess. And you can also use that candle to light other candles and then they become lights of Bridget. Yeah. Yeah. So we both have candles that were used in various initiation ceremonies that we're part of. And um, if we're celebrating the anniversary of that initiation Mm -hmm. or if we're doing magic that's connected to initiation or uh, potentially even initiating Mm -hmm. somebody else. Right. We'll use those candles at least to maybe start the process. Right. I love that. Mm -hmm. So candles sort of carry the the magic forward mm-hmm. like from candle to candle it's like moving the spell mm-hmm. well and i you know i teach i usually not usually i often teach a candle magic class and it's yeah. it's about three-ish hours you know and it, at the end of the class we make a candle together and i usually use glass and case candles for that process because they're easy but i do like to talk about the history of candles from a, a human cultural perspective because we've been using different way different forms to burn lights in our houses going back forever yeah. you know like they there are shelves that had fat in them and a little fabric slot that they found at the seashore in Greece right we've been bringing light into our homes forever yeah. so if you think about how powerful just having that candle and how it can change and illuminate you know we uh, we have electric, so we take it for granted. It's easy. And, and what I say we, I'm an, speaking as an American, but most of the Western world, more than the Western world, most of the world, most of the world has electric light. Yeah. Uh, and it's, so it's easy to take that for granted, but Ooh, it's very powerful. I have an interesting question for you. Mm-hmm. 
I want to do a candle spell. Mm-hmm. I live in an apartment right. with 53 other people and a yeah. cat. Or I want to do it at the hospital. Or the office. Yeah. I can't light a candle because of fire safety. Yeah. Can I use an LED candle? Absolutely. Yeah, say more. Uh, well, so again, your mileage may vary, but an LED candle, it's still a light. It's, a, it's illuminating the darkness. It's not going to get us hot. So for me, that's where it, it lets you down a little bit because it's not going to get as hot. And there is something about the heat. There is something about the alchemy of the wax melting and uh, evaporating and disappearing, right? There is something about that. Yeah, yeah. You lack that when you live in a place where you can't burn candles. You just do. So it's not going to, A, it's, it's unlikely to move as fast. Uh, and B, it, it may be something more long sustaining rather than like fast action, yeah. right? Um, but um, LED lights work perfectly well. And you can, you, you obviously can't dress and bless them the way you would a wax candle, but you can put a little oil around the top of it um, or right around where the little light lights up. It's not going to get warm and permeate that scent, but it's still going to hold the energetic of it. You know, I was thinking, so if I had a candle at home that I did all the dressing and the blessing and and everything else on, right? Mm -hmm. I could light it at home when I was there. So for 10 minutes in the morning, but then I could take an LED candle with me to work mm-hmm. or, you know, wherever you go, you could put one on the dashboard or you, mm-hmm. like one of those little tea lights, yeah. you know, you could put one, the, the, the LED ones as a reminder, as a touchstone, as a touchstone, yeah. right? So you, you could would, even drip some of the wax out of your glass and case candle or your figure candle. Onto the LED candle. Right. Onto the LED. So again, it's like that transferring of the yeah. magic. Yeah. That's actually pretty cool because then you could. Again, if you've got an hour commute in the morning, you right. could keep the candle, you know, on your dashboard. Yeah, keep and it going. Look at it or have it in the office or uh-huh. wherever you work, in your locker at work, you right. know, whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. And then you, you're sort of working it more consistently. Absolutely. I like that idea. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So figural candles. Uh, what about um, – what about – I think there's something lovely about this, and it's probably because I'm a kitchen witch, but I love the idea of taking like a, um, whether it's a soy candle or a beeswax candle, you know, depending on what your preferences are, and rolling it in mm-hmm. oils and herbs. Mm-hmm. And like, I love that idea. So it can be decorative and, mm-hmm. and pretty, and but also, um, you know, taking the oils. And I think about even the oils as well, right? This mm-hmm. is where my mind goes. So olive oil has a low... A burning mm-hmm. threshold mm-hmm. and some of the other oils like peanut oil and, and whatnot have a much higher threshold mm-hmm. so i'm thinking oh like that's a thing to consider yeah um if yeah, you i can want get real detailed if i want a fast burn yeah i'm going to use a, an oil with a higher heat right you just have to be careful that yeah, yeah. if it goes up like a torch yeah yeah which well i've seen yeah me too yeah but when you when you want to roll your candle right so there's there's a few ways to do it. You, you know, you get like a some baking parchment or foil, tin foil works really good. And just put out some, you know, splash some oil down on it, splash the herbs you want down on it, and then roll the candle in that so the oil helps the herbs stick. But sometimes that's not enough, depending on the type of candle. So you can shave a little bit of the wax and then just heat that over your stove until the wax gets a little melty, you know, right on the tin foil. Then put your herbs and your oils on it. Oh, and so roll the it. wax resticks the, yeah. the candle. Yeah, and then know. you have, you know, kind of this serrated, pokey, herby 
candle, those tend to be more dangerous because the stuff on the outside can go up like a torch. Yeah. So you would just want to be careful and watch those. But that's a good one. If you've got a cast iron cauldron, mm-hmm. uh, you can fill the cauldron with sand yeah. or salt or something like that and then put the candle in the middle yeah, of it absolutely. and light it. So that would be maybe more of a tended yeah. candle that maybe you used in ritual with your coven. Absolutely. Or that's a really that good with. ritual. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why is that? Uh, because it's evocative. Mm. You know? It looks witchy as fuck. Like, yeah, it? like I said, it's got to appeal to that child self, to that fetch, and that does. Yeah. You know, there's something fun and mysterious and exciting about having a bunch of candles that are covered in oil and herbs in a cauldron. Like you know, In the bathroom. It's fun. In the bathtub. Like, light your whole... I mean, you can do... It's great for sex magic as well. Well, I mean, all magic. Yeah, well, but I mean, I like the idea, like, if you wanted to inspire passion, if you wanted to do a fertility spell, right? Right. If, if you are... Somebody that, um, uh, you know, you're going to come together with somebody else and and make something, whether that's a baby or you're doing sex magic to make something else come together, like having the bathroom or the bedroom all lit with candles Mm -hmm. again, you know, be safe. But yeah, like like, with both your sex and your and your candles. But, um, you know, like it's, it's beautifully romantic. Right. Um, and I think part of that is what you're saying, like the romance of the way the room looks or the candle looks. Right. Um, it I, creates an aesthetic. Yeah, 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 exactly. God, it's brilliant. Yeah. All right. So it wouldn't be a good class about or a good chat about candle magic if we didn't talk about safety. And I know we've sort of touched on it, mm-hmm. but I want to make sure we really say this. Yeah. If you light a candle, um, if you're not in the room or where you can't keep your eye on it, um, be careful because we've absolutely lit candles that we've put on like our dining room table and all of a sudden uh, the glass is broken Mm -hmm. and there's glass everywhere and there's hot wax everywhere. So, you know, put it on a baking sheet or in a cauldron or yeah, be really fire fire safe. Yeah. I did a spell once I was doing a working, I was home alone. Um, Gwion was out of town and I left it burning and it was super safe. It was, uh, um, my bathroom sink is viewable from my bed. So it was in the bathroom sink. It was totally safe. I had been doing a working all day and I fell asleep. And all of a sudden I woke up like, I've, this is, I think the only time in my life I've woke up like this. Like I woke up inhaling like, <gasps> yeah. and I sat straight up and I made myself cough. Uh, The candle had tipped and it wasn't safe. Even though I thought it was, there was actually a roll of paper towels too close to the sink and it had caught on fire. And my kitchen, not my kitchen, my bathroom sink was engulfed in fire. And if I hadn't woken up at that moment, who the heck knows what would have happened. But that was a really close call. And I thought I was being safe. Uh, and like, you know, we, we know folks that have died from leaving candles burning. I've seen candles, I've seen glass and case candles explode. You've lit your hair on fire with a candle. I've you? lit my hair on fire, on fire with a candle in a ritual Yeah. with, you know, a dozen other people <laughs> who were like, your hair is on fire. I'm laughing now, but I was there and it was, it was terrifying. It was actually appropriate for what was going on, but. Um, you could have done without it. It was, I actually was okay about it. I think everyone else was more traumatized than I was. I was a point where my hair was to my past my waist. So, you know, I was like, oh, well, <laughs> it wasn't my whole head of hair anyway. Uh, but yeah, you got to be real. Even if you think you're being safe, be safer. Yeah. Just don't risk it. Yeah. 
But candle magic is fun. It is fun. And you can you Very can effective. see it and you can feel it, like the heat and mm-hmm. the, the the you know you can feel the heat. You can see the light. You can smell the candle if it's like a um, infused with oils. Yeah. Or your or it's a scented candle, you know, that you've bought. So yeah. Yep. Explore candle magic. If you were, we're going to wrap up here, but if you were going to give a person that's brand new to magic, or maybe has been doing magic for 20 years and they're a bit jaded and they, <laughs> they don't do spell work anymore. Yeah. If you were going to give a person one uh, magical spell to try using a candle, what would you do? Yikes. A new person or a jaded person? That's a very wide... Well, you know, when I say jaded, like somebody who's like, oh, I haven't done spell work in years. I haven't lit a candle in years. What would you You know, think? I would say, you know, pick the thing. What's the thing you want to manifest? What's your goal right now? And go get a glass and case candle. I would, I would recommend doing glass and case candles. I always have a box of a dozen around at all times. It's true. Because you never know. Like I've been percolating on a spell the last couple of weeks and I almost pulled a candle out of one of the boxes last night, but I was like, nope, I'm not quite ready for it yet. It needs a little bit more cooking. But I think I highly recommend to anyone to try a glass encased candle spell. It's easy and effective and fun. All right. And mostly safe. Yeah. Mostly. Mostly. No magic is safe. Otherwise, it's not worth doing. <laughs> right. Yeah. What's that old expression that... Uh, uh, magic happens uh, a foot outside of your comfort zone. I don't know that I've heard that one. Oh, yeah, I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> nice. yeah. Uh, a dear mentor of mine, a woman by the name of Rosemary Dance, somebody once said, are we going to create safe space? Mm-hmm. And uh, Rose snapped back, nothing happens in safe space. This is magic. Right. And I love that. And I, I know what the person meant. They meant, you know, are we going to create a strong container right. and are we going to do all the right things to make sure this magic works? And, and I appreciate that. But like in the moment, I also appreciated Rosie's answer, which was, you know, if we make it so safe, right. nothing's going to happen. Right. Right. We'll be Lutherans <laughs> if we want it to be safe. Right. Right. We're witches. So we've got to be on the edge a bit. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think that's why I like about candle magic because it's got fire involved with it. And there's always a bit of danger <laughs> when you light true. something. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Good chat. Yay. Does it, does it feel like we're done? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so much more to be said, but we don't have all night. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for listening in. Thanks for listening to old Phoenix and I waffle on about candles. and Old magic. Phoenix and old, I. Not old. Old Phoenix. You know, me and old Phoenix. Uh-huh. Not me and that old Phoenix. Not that there's anything wrong with being old, you know. I don't know that I like being old. All right. All right. Anywho. Old Guion and Phoenix. <laughs> Thanks for letting us waffle on about candle magic. Uh, and uh, we'll yeah. see you next time. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.